this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am not a crusty crab. Greetings and salutations. It is time for the Hard Rock Lunchbox once again. My apologies. How's everybody doing today? I'm expecting this to be one of the hottest shows we've ever had here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Why you ask? Why I will tell you. It's because... My air conditioner has broken down here, and everybody and their grandmother is trying to fuck me in the process, and not in the good way. (laughs) So, it's going to be more warm than hot. Sorry. I didn't mean to be salacious, like right at the beginning of the box, because nobody needs to do that. Nobody needs that. It's Thursday. It's barely noon. I appreciate enough that people bother to show up and listen to this stupid show. Last thing I need to do is gross them out. So my apologies. Let's start over again. My name is DJ. It's time for the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Everything is fine here. (laughs) Well, that just sounds disingenuous. (laughs) We are 0 for 2 here on the box. And that's a pretty good record. (laughs) We're uh, stumbling into week 2 of the new backdrop. I want you to know that I watched it. Hoping that would get out the lines. But uh, I'm going to have to iron this thing. And... The chances of me finding time in my schedule to iron my backdrop seems like a hard zero. I mean, (laughs) if anybody wants to, like, take any bets as to the likelihood of that, like, I would definitely err on the side of, like, probably not going to happen. But I also don't really know what else to do. I mean, I could just ignore them. I do that with most things, actually, in my life. I try and ignore them as long as possible. I, uh don't know that I can ignore them very much longer. It might just become a charming part of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Who knows? I I did this week, if you checked out the top 20, I, uh, I superimposed a graphic over here. So uh, now that I know how to do that, I mean, who knows what's next? Today, logo, tomorrow, probably bag of dicks. I, I don't know. Sky is the limit. I have so many of Q's memes, I might just start putting them up in there and just sort of see what happens from time to time, because why not? Who cares? I don't. Do you? No. So let's start again. It's the Hard Rock Lunchbox, take three. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I do want to point out that that scratch that I had seen on my laptop is now getting bigger and going that way. So I think it's not a scratch. I think it's a dead pixel problem, which means I'm probably going to have to replace this laptop sooner than later. And I really don't want to do that. Like, like as much as I don't want to like iron this backdrop, I really don't feel like replacing this computer. It's not even that big of a deal. It's just a laptop. I'm sure it's fine. But like, I have to replace stuff like drivers, you know, and not like drivers, like bird driving Miss Daisy, just drivers. That sounds like a me problem, not a you problem. But since it's a me problem, and it's Thursday from noon to two, it becomes a you problem. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. I have not had anything major to to really complain about. (laughs) And I'm not sure if that statement's true. I've had so many minors. (laughs) (laughs) That it might be forcing the major down. I just, I don't know. I don't know where the bar is. I I don't know where the bar is. But uh, let's get to some housekeeping, shall we? As I uh, alluded to, allude means to allude to something. As I alluded, like, that's the past tense of allude. Basically refer. It's a fancy way of saying refer. As I referred to, as I was talking about earlier. Top 20, there's a new top 20. It's top 20 episode 91, like, Fuck, people, when are we going to stop doing this show? Like, 91? Jesus. This feels like it should be like one of those Y2K things. Like, as soon as we get to 100, like, is the world going to explode? I sure hope so. Does anybody really want to see the top 20 100? I mean, like, 
I feel like that should just be clips of the other like 99 shitty top 20. Top 20. You realize if you add that all up, that's the top 2,000. I mean, does anybody got time for that? I ain't got time for that. No one's got time for the top 2,000. But we might have to make that happen. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry, misspoke on the I've had so many minors. Yep, that is things the priest would say. I'll take audio daily double for 200. Anyway... So last week, I was talking about judging books by their cover and judging books by their title. I have continued to judge things by their title. Um, and uh, it was just sort of funny, like, is it just things that people mean? I was watching just a little bit of vintage George Carlin last night. It just, it's so funny what he's just t- talking about, like, airline speak. And he's saying, uh, you know... Uh, you know, welcome to Chicago, and you know, happy trails on to your you know final destination. He's like, all destinations are final. That's what destination means. <laughs> just make you laugh. Sorry, that had nothing to do with you. That was just all me, just circling around in there. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, yeah, that's what I talk about, and uh, judging books and blah blah blah. Uh, talk about the challenge of having a positive self-image, uh, potato chips, uh, hottest ticket in town. I'm getting really tired of a lot of this. I think I've mentioned it already, like a whole bunch of like, this is the best show of the summer, like this is that, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, you guys got to stop, man. Like you really, you got to stop. Not only is it offensive to everybody else that's putting on a show, but it's certainly offensive to the rest of us that are definitely putting on a better show. And I'm definitely over, like, these are the new best bands. Like, relax. They're just two bands, right? Like, if they were the best bands, they wouldn't be playing here. And I and I don't mean to slam anybody that's playing here. I mean, all bands were local bands once, right? Like, that's that's fine. But, like, let's just go easy on what the best is. Like, just... Because it, it just waters down everything else. Like, you know, I just... I don't know. But I was thinking about it, like... I could argue that the Neon Skyline show on the 1st of October is going to be something. I don't know that it's going to be the hottest ticket in town. It's definitely not the best show of the summer because it's in the fall. I don't even know that it's the best show of the fall because a lot of those shows haven't been announced yet. I know Craving tends to do a, a New Year's, uh, sorry, Thanksgiving Eve show, and uh, if they do, I would love to be a part of that. As always, that sounds like it would be a good show. Uh, I might put together something in the fall. It sort of depends on our recording schedule. Um, and I tend to put on pretty good shows, not to pat myself on the back, which I could do if my shoulder wasn't bothering me so much and I wasn't 4,000 pounds overweight. Um, but what I can say about the Neon Skyline show is that it is going to be a one-of-a-kind adventure, and it might even be one of those just write-your-own-ending stories because I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> the only information I have for realsies uh, for this show on the first is that it's an Amityville music hall, which is not great. Uh, traditionally, the sound is awful. The bathrooms are even worse. Um, I don't know the management there so much, but I know that they don't treat people really well. Um, they haven't treated bands well, which is why I stopped playing there. But I was assured that it's not running through them directly, so it's going to be a club-loaded thing, which means Tom's going to be running it, and I like Tom, and I trust Tom, and I'm happy with that, which is why I signed up for it. Uh, I do know that Joey... Uh, has more equipment personally uh, than my entire band, my entire band, and probably all of Roderick's band combined. And that alone is going to be enough of a show for me. Honestly, I might just watch Joey set up and be like, "That was the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen," and then leave. I'm not going to. I actually want to see. It. <laughs> I also know this: we have a super, super on point, on target medley brand new medley nobody's ever heard us do it before it's going to be a lot of fun and i actually can't stop listening to it it's that good it has nothing to do with me (laughs) it's it's gonna be hella fun uh also uh and here's probably the most important point about it like i don't think the neon skyline i mean they might not ever play another show again (laughs) They, they booked this one show. They booked it like eight months out. There's nothing booked after it, so this might be it. Like, I know Joey's got the poster printed up for the Neon Skyline World Tour, and it just has the Amityville date on it, which I think is brilliant. 
I was telling him how we were going to do shirts for the Razorblade Diaries. We were going to do um, just like a tour shirt for the Razorblade Diaries live. And we were going to list like all the things on the back, like, you know, Budokan in Japan, you know, like Red Rocks in Colorado, like, you know, Carnival or in Rio de Janeiro. Like all these famous places that you could see a show. And at the very end, it was going to be the Music Mall in Levittown. And I thought, <laughs> I thought that was great. I just didn't have 20 bucks a shirt to lay out for it, especially since the sales for the diaries uh, was just so pitiful. And that's on me. My bad. My bad. But maybe some other time. So anyway, so can I say it's the best show of the summer? Nope. It's in the fall. Is it the best show of the fall? Don't know yet because the fall shows really haven't been set up. But there are definitely a couple in the works that could be just as good or better. I'm not saying one way or the other. But is it going to be a -a one-of-a-kind, one-time event? Yeah, man, I think it's really going to be that. And I think you should go and check it out. Because I feel like once you miss those events, they're over. I will say that after the diaries, I got a lot of emails about, like, I'm really bummed I couldn't be there. Any chance you can do it again? And I was like, absolutely not. Am I ever doing anything that stupid again? Because that was a one-time thing. We had a lot of fun. Anyone that was there, thank you so much. But I hope you took a buttload of memories. Because <laughs> that is just... Uh, I'm not doing that again. Like, like, I mean, I don't know what would have to happen to get me to do that again. But anyway, so other housekeeping. If uh, your host could just shut up for just a half a minute, as if um, the Josh Bradford interview is out on uh, Bacon is my podcast. That's the dude from Silverstein. By the way, they typoed it and called it Silverteen, and I went and fixed it because somebody has to maintain quality control around here, Mike. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure he would do the same thing for me. For a second, I actually had to look at it a couple times. I'm like, has it been silver teen the whole time? Like, because <laughs> I fuck that stuff up all the time. Man, I got a lot of cuss words. Cuss, curse words? Curse words I'm going to have to edit out of this show. But honestly, the curse words are probably the best part. Anyway, so they have, and I am going to have to watch this, unfortunately. It's the seven questions. They have Courtney Mes- Mesmer, and it's from something called Jerking Me Off, and... I just need to see what it is. Not because I'm interested, but because like I'm already kind of bothered by it. So I am going to give uh, her the benefit of the doubt and uh, the benefit of the doubt for interviewing her and find out what it is. But if it's just another chick like just trying to be funny because she's a chick, I'm going to be really upset. There, I said it. But you can check it out too and find out for yourself. I'm hoping it's not that, but I don't really know. And I'm not going to know until I watch Seven Questions with Courtney Mesmer on... Strangerhood TV. See how I did that? Professional. Shit backdrop. Professional hosting. Right here. All you can handle. Hard Rock Lunchbox. Noon to two. Um, I cannot believe I burned through 14 minutes saying absolutely nothing. By the way, I like that I can I can now hold on to this thing on the bottom of my neck like a turkey. So, like, I should probably not do that that close to November. But it's nice to know I'm still getting fatter. I thought I had maxed out, but <laughs> who knew? <laughs> I think that deserves one of these. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, I don't even know what to talk. Man, my hair. Jesus Christ. I need to get a haircut really bad, but I don't have time. Because I, I just... So many things going wrong. So, so many things going on. So many things going wrong. I just I cannot seem to, to pull pull stuff together. And it's a a lot of it's just a question of like finding time, like pulling time out of nowhere. You know, it's like I don't even know what to, to get into. I had a couple things we can say. The air conditioner thing was was funny because the air conditioner just like kind of just up and stopped working on Thursday, which is awesome when a, a major appliance like that just stops working before a holiday weekend because you know how helpful people are on the Fridays before having a Monday off. So it was actually kind of funny. Like, I did all the stuff. I went to DeLonghi website, and I was like, okay, this is this. I put in a support request. Didn't hear a thing. Not surprised. Didn't hear a thing. It actually just it started, like, filling up with water because it wasn't it wasn't purging the water. It's an evaporative cooling system as well as an air conditioner because I'm in a basement, so, like, you kind of got to do what you got to do. Uh, and my mini split stopped working years ago, and I just don't have the money to fix it. So portable it is. So I did that. Um... But I started doing that, and then I started draining it, and I realized it just wasn't cooling at all down here, like, just getting worse and worse and worse. And then finally, I just put it on full blast with a little thermometer on it, and the coldest it was doing was, like, 74 degrees, which is fine if it could maintain that temperature throughout the room, but that was literally the cut, the air that was leaving. So, you know, 
I have computers, I have servers, I have equipment down here. It's, it gets hot really fast. Like right now, it's about 81 degrees, which is not horrible, right? It's not. Like I'm at, I actually have a fan just blowing on my feet, keeping me cool, which might be the way I go about the rest of my life from now on. <laughs> it is doing the job. It is uncomfortable, though. And I will tell you, by the end of a 10-hour workday, like I am fucking woozy from it. Another curse on this show, man. I'm going to be bleeping the fuck out of this show. This crazy bananas. Anyway, uh, so it was funny, so I messaged him, and then sure enough, nothing till Tuesday. And then Tuesday, like 11 o'clock, I actually get a, an email response from him, like, that's great. Uh, like, oh, And they were like, okay, well, we need you to call in and be in front of the machine so an agent can help you. Thank you, Tyler Delonghi. I'm like, okay. I respond, I'm like, thank you, Tyler, for getting back to me. Uh, if you would like me to call in, can you please provide a fucking phone number for once to do that? Like, seriously, dude, like, what is the basis of, like, basic customer service is completely out the window. It's like, hey, give us a call here at technical support. Good luck finding that number, asshat. All right, have a nice day. Like, I'm going to do that. Like, listen, if you have any complaints whatsoever here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox, you should definitely give our technical support unit a call. And you can reach them at, anyway, let's talk about other things that are going on right here. Like, that's not customer service. What that is is, is a bad radio host, like, making fun of a major appliance uh, technical company, whatever. I don't know. But anyway, I finally got on the phone with destiny and i guess it was destiny to do that because she was actually super helpful but i will tell you i had an experience technologically speaking that i've never had before she was like all right i need you to stand in front of the unit and i'm like okay that's weird but hey that's what you're into uh so i'm in front of the unit and she basically just tell me to unplug it and then reset the circuit breaker like all the basic stuff that i did to get this thing to working to work because it's been broken for five days so i did pretty much everything you could possibly do to it i even talked nicely to it in case it was like that thing with plants like where they grow like i was like come on man can you just get through to tuesday i appreciate it. it's like 95 degrees out but like, it was having none of it so i did all that so then she's like all right i'm gonna send you a link i just need you to click on it and accept all the stuff and i'm like all right well i'm not a fan of that but like tell me what it is she's like all right just do it so she's like all right so once you click on the link, it's going to open your camera, and it's you're going to be able to like look at the device so I can see it and hear it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> which, honestly, from a tech perspective, I've been doing tech you know, support for years. Like, If I could have just had somebody do that with their phone and then show me the wrong things they were typing on their computer, I would probably have an extra 25 million hours back in my life. So I think it's cool tech-wise. But it was funny because I'm doing it and I'm like, all right, you know, so I have it just aimed very, you know, just on the on the air conditioner because we're she's basically waiting for the condenser to kick on, which she could have just said. I knew I knew it wasn't kicking on because it would be cold. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yes, it could have been out of Freon, out of, of uh, the coolant and stuff like that, but it's a, it's a new machine. It's made. It's not like, you know, it's not that. If that much coolant had leaked out, I'd either AC it or be dead from the fumes and the poison. But either way. That'd be cool. <laughs> ah, so anyway, so it's like all good. Like, you know, she's like, all right, cool. And then she tells me like how to like click it. Like there's an exit basically at the top right, which I know. But on my screen, all of a sudden an arrow, like just a, like if I did it here, it'd be like, I wonder if I can do this in post. But it'd be like an arrow like boop, up there. And she just draws this green arrow. And she's like, this is where you can exit. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. And I exited as fast as I possibly could. But she did help me get um, the replacement going. And it looks like it's happening. I don't know. I don't know. They said I got the email today. Now, this was a couple days ago. Remember, this broke last week. Exactly like, I think, I think it broke like the day, like the last Hard Rock Lunchbox. It might be a week that I've been on this adventure. I mean, it's hardly Homer and the Iliad, but like, you know, whatever. It's my adventure. <laughs> don't judge me. I'm looking at the air conditioner like it's going to turn back on. It's not. It's not. I don't know what we're what we're doing. Hear that? Hear that? Yeah, it doesn't hear that. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, I got the email today. But like, hey, can you please send in the serial number? By the way, the same serial number I've sent in 37 times. So much so that I actually have the serial number memorized. I, you got that? I don't know my kid's phone number, but I know the serial number of my broken portable air conditioner. Welcome to 2022. Thanks a lot, Obama. I'm probably, I don't really know. Um... So I got that, and they were like, well, you know, we're not going to give you a new one. We're going to give you a certified reconditioned one. We can't guarantee it'll be the same model or color. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Like, Or we'll upgrade you if we can't do that. I'm like, that's also fine. But how long How long is the warranty on this reconditioned one? Like, oh, it's only 30 days. I'm like, I'm still inside the warranty of the original one, dude. Like, what is going on? So they're like, well, we'll talk to our supervisor. I'm like, okay, great. 
Now, I ta- I said that and was willing to delay it because I, in the meantime, ordered another air conditioner because I know they're not exactly going to ship this thing overnight. It's a t- like a 200-pound box. They're not going to do that. So I had ordered another air conditioner from uh, Home Depot, which is Home Depot, which is local, and they were going to ship it locally, and it was going to be here yesterday, and it's not. So uh, I guess fuck me then. Yeah. <laughs> I keep getting messages from Home Depot. Sorry, your thing's been delayed. I'm like, you guys said it was going to be here yesterday, dude. Uh, now, now it's going to be here on Friday, and I'm like, it's not going to be here Friday, right? So I'm going to just have to like wait till the weekend, and maybe it'll show up on Monday. Like that's what we're talking about. No, no, I'm sure it'll be okay. Right. World of customer disservice, unbelievable. And I really had nothing. I didn't. That was really not what I want to talk about. I actually had a lot of other stuff I, I wanted to mention. I was going to talk about. Um, uh, I was going to talk about uh, Giovanna's goodbye party, uh, which I cannot attend, by the way, because I'm in pre-production. So I'll be doing that tonight. It's actually my last night of pre-production, so there's really no way for me to get out of it. But I also did want to point out, in case she was upset, she's playing on the Neon Skyline show, uh, which is in just like a couple of weeks. So I'm going to see her anyway. So I am proposing that maybe. You can all have your goodbye thing tonight at the warehouse if you want. I am going to have my goodbye party with Giovanna on the 1st of October, mainly because it's convenient for me. And that's that seems to be the way I roll. So I would like to invite everybody down to the uh, Neon Skyline show at Emmyville Music Hall on the 1st of October um, to say goodbye to G. How about that? And also see my new medley and watch Joey put up a whole lot of gear. Because honestly, of those three things, that last one is going to be my favorite party. I personally cannot wait. I do want to point out something very funny that has gone on with this show. I have sold one ticket to this show. One. Everybody else is getting their tickets from somebody else. It's super, super weird that it's going down that way. And I'm hoping that it does change at some point. And if anybody listening to the sound of my voice wants to go, they can message me directly. Or they can get discount tickets at rebel9.com slash shows. The tickets are up there. And that's that. But it's so far to date, it's my lowest ticket sale ever. And that includes every single show I've ever done out of state. So people want to know why I'm looking to stop playing shows. Like, here's a very good reason because people don't want to come see them. I'm probably not going to keep doing them. Like, that's... I know other bands don't really give a shit if you want to see them or not. They'll play anyway. I kind of... It kind of matters to me. Like, I... I want to thank Tom for coming out. <laughs> I want to talk about that. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, my last query on Facebook when I was talking about gun violence because I actually asked what like I do sometimes. A very simple and honest question to somebody that usually argues with me about everything that I have to say. And I got a very, very thoughtful answer. So I actually wanted to tell you about that. I am also going back to acupuncture as of tomorrow trying to fix as much of this as I possibly can. Um, there does... There does come a point of desperation where you will start trying stuff way outside the box because the normal stuff is not working. But I'll try and get to all of those things during the show. Uh, it's not like I have any shortage of ability to keep talking, but we're definitely 20-something minutes past the top 20. No, well, three minutes past the end of the top 20, making it the top 23, which nobody is interested in seeing. Most definitely me. But I do want to say that as people keep arguing the stuff that's going on politically, which I did not discuss yet, uh, the stuff that's specifically going on at Mar-a-Lago, I want to point out the same people that were all against Black Lives Matter and, you know, Blue Line and all this other stuff and Blue Lives and Respect Cops and all that other stuff. Every single one of those people is now throwing up stuff about the corrupt FBI, which I find to be absolutely remarkable because the FBI, for all of its problems, is generally not corrupt. I mean, if you want to talk about corrupt, we can talk about the Secret Service people that actually deleted National Archives on their government-issued devices, which is not only a, a violation of the Presidential Records Act, it is possibly treason, and it is definitely espionage. So, like, they need to be real careful. Well, actually, wait, not definitely espionage. It's definitely... Um, 
something. Oh, de- it's definitely a felony. So you want to talk about corrupt, it would be the actual people that were working on the Trump detail for the Secret Service. But, like, even they didn't steal a document. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not so much like the corrupt FBI just fabricated something and then showed up and, like, oh, yeah, well, here it is. Like, no, they actually found something. So even if it was a witch hunt, well, they found their witch, dude. Like... <laughs> At some point, you really got to stop defending the stupid. But, you know, I can't, I can't save everybody. And honestly, have you been out on the expressway lately? I don't want to save everyone. I barely want to save anyone. What do you think about that? I certainly hate them all. And that segue has been brought to you by the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Hard Rock Lunchbox. I got to say, it was a lot of fun trying to catch up on the chat. Like, that nearly took me all of two songs to find out. What, uh, what what's going on? I don't even think I actually have a firm graph, grasp of what's going on. Something, she's not understanding how water works. Q, I guess, is home because Kimberly has been kidnapped finally, right? Am I right? <laughs> I think I am going to start using Q's memes again, like, as my backdrop in the thing here. I just superimpose them in, like, the work coworker approved, something like that. Just sort of see what happens. I don't know what, uh, uh I forget what I was going to say doesn't really matter so muse the band muse um has a new record out it's really really good uh if you're a fan of muse at all it should be like right up your alley if you're not a fan of muse i just i would encourage you just to check it out because they're different and they consistently maintain their difference but like really keep putting like good stuff out i really totally dig that so i'm into it i grabbed the last song on this record because it was like completely fitting with all the stuff that was going on in the world politically and I was like this is exactly the sentiment I am thinking so I grabbed it Uh, it's brand new Muse I'm not even going to read you the title but uh, I think you'll figure it out from the chorus on the box Hard Rock Lunch Box so I'm just reading quickly here uh, you know just to see if there's something you could do about Dead Pixels because I wanted to see if like Dead Pixels spreading was a thing and apparently it's not it's not a viral thing unless it's a mechanical thing and then parts of the mechanics can could start to fa- fail and other parts can too because this line is definitely longer and it's weird because i don't know why it's doing it but whatever uh but it's actually funny it says can de- dead pixels be fixed yes you can fix dead pixels but these methods are not guaranteed the very first thing it says i shouldn't have to say this but you can't fix dead pixels on your laptop screen by whacking it repeatedly now <laughs> To be perfectly clear, when I first read it, I was sure he meant whacking the computer screen, which, of course, I know, because old school people used to bang on the side of TVs to get them to work. But also the phrasing involved in, like, you cannot fix dead pixels on your laptop screen by whacking it repeatedly. (laughs) Hey, Jim, can you fix a laptop screen by whacking it repeatedly? It's always a no! Yeah! <laughs> oh, the internets. It's hard to not like the internets. How do you not like the internets? There's so much. Yeah, Q's new uh, EDM band <laughs> name, Dead Pixel Spreading, probably already sold more tickets than I did. I would go see that. So, just in keeping up with the chat, it seems like Donna's having a shit day. So, this is the best I can do. Hope it helps. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I gotta tell you, man, I'm in a really weird space when it comes to some of these, some of these, like, cookie-cutter, like, I don't know, like, the, like, you could just insert any band into that song, like, anybody that, like, remembers music, like, towards the end of the 80s, I suppose, like, you know, when, like, Poison and Warrant were, like, reigning supreme, like, you were just inserting any other band into that genre, and it just seems like that's what they're doing again. I was actually having this discussion with Casiano just the other day about, oh, shit, might have even been yesterday, about, like, the current state of music. It was the new song from I Prevail, which I just cannot stand. 
I cannot stand it at all. Even if I wanted to just go into that kind of area of hard rock, like it is so trite and cliche and cookie cutter that like it takes everything out of it for me. And it just ma- it makes sense that it's popular, right? Because what's the most popular is the most shallow and trite stuff, like a lot of the pop and uh, a lot of the hip hop stuff. Like it just it's absolute garbage. I mean, every now and then you do find an artist that really can write. Like for all of the you know problems with like pop and stuff like that like taylor swift actually puts out good music like it's really really good to see that but like that's one out of like 20 million wannabes you know and uh we'll be playing some halsey later because i've got a request for it and but like even halsey like super super talented uh, cross genre and stuff like that like but like most of them are just garbage and it's happening in hard rock the only solace i really take from it is that that usually signals signals the end of this particular incarnation of it and i'm ready for it to be done because again like i'm not capable of doing it like and i was even saying to cash like after we'd done the razorblade diaries we had gotten an invitation to go down to florida to basically remix the diaries and like kind of rework it a little bit and it was you know 2010 2011 so um florida was like as always like into their really like heavy metal like almost death metal scene but also like in central florida like kala like uh homesick had just come out and my take on it was like look i don't want to sound like death and i you know and I, as much as i love a day to remember i don't want to sound like them like it's not something that we can do but that was exactly the plan like was to make us like kind of sound like that like and it was it wasn't even like super reputable. It wasn't even like we were going to go through Victory Records. So like there was a lot of reasons to turn it down aside from the fact that like I didn't fully trust everybody that was involved, but they were going to cookie cutter us in a Florida like, I don't know, like just that kind of music thing and I was just like, "Nah, I'm going to pass on that." I mean, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I wouldn't be doing this show or maybe I'd be doing it from a room with air conditioning cuz I could afford it. I don't really know. But it's just it's bothering so much like just constant 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 the same sound the same song just different players the music's almost all the same and you just insert like some screamo preferably a chick because if they can do it they can do it but like i don't know like i i like like red-handed denial i like the way lauren sings lauren sings differently than all these everybody else is like just scream scream rasp rasp eat heat like it's just where is the song dude like and it's with the cliches i mean jesus christ I mean, it's been my problem with, like, Hailstorm forever. Like, just how cliche everything is. And it just, I don't know, it just bothers me. And it's not really a great segue for what I'm about to play. But that's okay. <laughs> I do like when super groups get together. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for that. I was a sucker for all the super groups across the, across the history of my, my musical experience. I just, I always find it interesting. I also like that it tends to be fairly short-lived because they're all doing other projects so kind of like coming together to do some stuff like recently i can think of like uh the damn things like that's you know every time i die in anthrax and alkaline trio like i love that like they're all busy doing their own things but they come together like work on a couple of songs it's just like ah it's so awesome It's, it's literally what i kind of had pictured initially when i was working when me mike and jimmy were like working on whatever i don't even know if that was i don't think it was big and thinking is my passion i don't honestly i don't even know what it was but we got together and we wrote some songs some of them are actually really good and i don't know if we're ever going to release them or work on them or whatever but i know there was one uh that i had written lyrics for just on a drive to practice i think mikey had written the music and i thought that actually had some real legs on it but i don't think we i don't well i haven't heard it so i don't think anybody's done anything with it so maybe we'll do it one time but like not that we're like a super group but we are talented writers in my opinion and so when we get together bouncing ideas off of each other is kind of like wow let's see what does this do like what does that do and uh, that was always kind of kind of cool. So there's this new band, this new super group. Uh, their debut record is supposed to come out in November at some point. Um, they're, 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 the name of the band is LS Dunes, and it's basically uh, one dude from My Chemical Romance, one dude, uh, the guitar player, not Claudio, from Coheed and Cambria, um, the singer, I can't not remember his name, the singer from Circus Survive, uh, and then the bass player and drummer from the band Thursday. And, like, that is a killer lineup. Like, honestly... 
already it's good, right? You know what I mean? Like, those are people that know exactly how to put together a song. And I got to tell you, I listened to it the first time. I was like, it's all right. I got to my third listen. I was like, this fucking thing rocks. And now, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten listens. And I'm like, this is a great fucking song. And now it's time for you to hear it on the box. And I don't even need to know if it boxes. I know it boxes. In fact, I guarantee it boxes. I will back that up with our new three-song guarantee here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Will it box? You're goddamn right it will. It's Permanent Rebellion. Relax. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Happy 400th episode, Mr. DJ Perlman. It is your favorite annoyance, G. Um, I realize that I did the bumper wrong, but that's fine. As long as you enjoy it, that's what matters. Um, I just want to come on here and say happy 4th. 400, no, fuck it, we're gonna go with it. You know what I mean? This box, this show, is amazing. You don't realize that you've changed a lot of people's lives with this show, and now having Team Uppity, we're never gonna leave your life. Thanks for making a great show, dude. Love ya. We got a request for some Halsey, and I cannot pick a better artist for this particular moment. It's a great song. It's Honey in the Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, yes. Myself in the chat in great alignment. John Mayer is truly a treasure and a great guitar player, a great songwriter. It's actually just having that conversation about songwriters versus guitar players and what it sort of takes to get those two in alignment and uh, that's probably a story for another time since it's a long one um, maybe we'll do a top of the show one on that at some point 
I gotta tell you, I am just loving this fan right next to me right <laughs> I know dogs are man's best friend, but man, this fan is man's best friend right now. It feels so nice. It's just like, uh, literally a game changer. So, if I feel a little bit, if I sound a little bit more loopy, that's why. I'm not, I'm not high, I'm just, I'm getting blown on with cool air, and it, <laughs> it feels very good. So I alluded uh, before that I'm going back to acupuncture tomorrow. I start a new round of sessions. I had gone, I had gone for acupuncture twenty something years ago. Which, by the way, like <laughs> the fact that I can refer to something that I've done as an adult and also include the phrase twenty years ago is like, wow, <laughs> really. Doesn't ever feel like I like lived that long until I really start going through like some of the stuff that I've been through and accomplished and the, like experiences that I've had. And it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I I kind of I work out like how old appliances are around the house by like what kid was alive when I had them. Like you know, Charlotte is definitely the bottom of that list. So I can be like, oh yeah, yeah, that uh, that washer dryer is definitely Charlotte years old. Like. <laughs> start thinking about stuff like the pool all right well Corey was in the pool as a as a Corey was in the pool when we made it but charlotte you know the pool was always here so like the pool is definitely uh you know greater than charlotte and less than Corey. so like i can kind of identify that but it's just funny to think about stuff uh like in those kind of terms when you're dealing in like decades and pretty soon we're going to be measuring my age in epochs and that's not good Um, but I went years ago uh, to help quit smoking from when I smoked. It, I was, it was a very hard... Like, I come from a, a long line of addicts. I have incredibly addictive tendencies. Anybody that knows me well enough to know some of the struggles that I've had, like, they're almost all of them are addiction-based. <laughs> and it's, it's... It's not easy. I mean, it's great to know and acknowledge and understand those things and know where your limitations are and... You know, it's why it's why I don't do things sometimes. Like why I don't even like come anywhere near things sometimes because it just just triggering those addictions are like really really hard. Like addictive behavior is not addictive behavior is not something you really cure, right? Like it's something you really work around for the rest of your life. So that sucks. You know, like I come from a long line of alcoholics, uh, drug users, and you know, mental health problems and all that other stuff. Like genetically speaking, because I've actually had some. You know DNA testing done and stuff like that. Like I have all the markers for all the really good, you know, addictions, which blows. But anyway, so I needed all the help I can get to quit smoking. It did not work. It didn't. It didn't actually work. The, uh, you know, and it, it it didn't work because I don't think I wanted to quit smoking. Honestly, I, I loved it. I was good at it. Uh, it. You know, I didn't know this at the time, but it kept me like really thin. I was sick all the time, but that was definitely a small price to pay. In my uh, late teens and early twenties, um, to be like, you know, awake all the time and skinny and all that other stuff. I don't know that I trade it now because it is just so bad for you. And it's like, in my advanced age, I realize like how terminal that could actually be. So I don't want to do that. So I'm not gonna do that. Um, but it was an interesting experience. I, I my practitioner was an, uh, an older Chinese gentleman who spoke English very poorly, which, and this is incredibly racist of me to say, but like it gave it an, a lot more authenticity to me. <laughs> like if somebody's going to be like plugging my body full of needles and stuff like that, um, then I, I definitely want them to not speak English, speak English very well. It definitely should feel like very old Asian. Uh, the woman I'm about to go to is, is white and American as fuck. And I'm not happy about it, but like, I'm going to give it a shot. Anyway. <laughs> Just comes very highly recommended. So, um, but you know, I think living in the age that we do, with the availability of so much alternative medicine, I mean, it's dangerous, right? Because you know, there's so much alternative stuff out there, uh, and you just got to be careful of what you're doing and who you're doing it with. That's probably the most important. Like, I know that they talk a lot about like uh, like help space uh, and better help, better health and stuff like that. Like, and and 
you know, for counseling and psychology, which I th- which I think is super important. I I have never met anybody that I would not recommend, um, you know, some sort of talk therapy for. I find it so valuable for me in my own life that even if I don't have an active problem, it's just it staves them off. It really does. And like this stupid show, as dumb as it sounds, it allows me to blow out a lot of stuff that I'm thinking about, and even the mild feedback from the incredibly unqualified chat. And I'm not saying you guys aren't qualified, but you aren't. You aren't qualified mental health practitioners. But a lot of times you offer a lot of like, yeah, man, I get that, or me too, and whatever. And lot, sometimes that just helps. So I'm a big believer in like talk therapy, but I also I'm a big believer in a lot of alternative medicines you know because western medicine really has never been about fixing the problem it's always been about fixing the symptoms right like it just is like even my experience with the kidney stones which is going to be for the rest of my life unfortunately it's going to be something i have to deal with forever um and management really is horrible like they're just like yep yep you're 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 fucked like this is what you do like too bad and i don't even have the ones like i don't have the oxalate ones right the oxalate ones you can change your diet and you know, it kind of goes away. I have the other ones. I have the ones that you're genetically predisposed to. Uh, it basically has to do with stress and anger. And if you look at like ancient Chinese medicine, like it's uh, kidney stones are uh, hardened balls of undissolved anger. Which, like, if you had to come up with an ancient Chinese proverb for me, like that sounds like, yep, that's right. <laughs> So I just grow rocks of anger in my kidneys, and then every now and then I try and pass them out through my pee-pee, and it hurts a lot. Anyway, I'm a big believer in alternative stuff, but I've been just dealing with so much stuff lately that I'm I'm completely out of hope on, on so many issues because so many things are just, like, impossible for me to overcome right now, and it feels very similar to... Um, the space I was in before I decided to go on antidepressants. Problem is, or not the problem, the, the benefit this time is that I'm not nearly as depressed as I was. I mean, I'm not suicidal at all. I'm not in those spaces at all. Um, so I don't think that antidepressants are going are gonna to work this time, unfortunately. But, you know, I do think that it's a weird space to be in because, like, I do need some sort of help, and all the help I've gotten so far doesn't do anything you know my my particular favorite is like well you know eat less like for weight and stuff like like okay i'll do that i'll eat less and then i'll eat less and then what i end up happening what ends up happening is it starts triggering like starvation syndrome in my particular body because of the way my chemical makeup is so like if i eat like 1500 calories my body's like holy shit you're starving so let's gain weight and i've seen it happen and i've done that actually too whenever i've done like 90 day detoxes especially when it comes to like alcohol since um it's my primary way of like kicking back and relaxing as it is with a lot of people like i'll you know if i stop drinking for like 90 days what happens is i i lose the ability to sort of relax and reset stress mechanisms so i become a big giant mess and i gain like 30 pounds like it's really just one of the things that i do so anyway so i'm going for acupuncture starting tomorrow i'm probably gonna do a batch of sessions and i don't even i'm not even going for anything specifically like i told her and that's that's kind of what's cool about like alternative medicine because it's i don't have to be like i need this fixed this fixed and this fixed. i mean sure they want to know like what kind of areas you're looking into and that's that's important like what would you like to accomplish but i basically was able to say like i need to move some sort of energy in this system and like move move it forward so that i can like live life and that is a completely reasonable thing to say to an acupuncturist you can say it to like a reiki person you can say it to meditation people like all of those things like those are the things that western medicine could give fuck all about like they just don't they're like i'll oh, just suck it up stop being such a pussy like okay well one thing about me that everyone should know by now is like i am no pussy like i will do anything and everything that i possibly can when i believe in something but sometimes you just kind of run out of the space and and energy and life force with which to do it and that's kind of where i'm at now, I could just accept it like, yeah, I'm just going to wind down and like that's going to be it. But that's not really the legacy I'm looking to leave. And I'm also not, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> so I'm not really interested in that particular thing. I will say, though, that the one thing that really got me is I was filling out a health history. And over the past, I don't know, five to six years, like before that, like my health histories were pretty benign. I was like, yeah, I had my tonsils out when I was five. And that set in motion a lot of things and a lot of illnesses and stuff like that. But I'm pretty healthy. Uh, I eat well. I don't like sweets. I don't 
I don't like in sweets or like the big, you know, any, if you study diet at all, like sweets and sugars are really the killers for you. Uh, I've been gluten free for years, at least 90, 90% because I figured out that that was causing a problem with dopamine and serotonin production and reception. And it was causing a lot of my depression. And that was a super easy fix. Um, but like, so most of the big problems that a lot of other people have, I don't have because I don't eat those foods. I also don't take a lot of medications or didn't. But it was funny because I was filling out this health history and I actually had to leave an entire page for all the shit that I take these days. Med medicines and supplements and enzymes and stuff like that trying to combat the various things. And that honestly was the thing that really just like got me. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, like, how much of a mess are you? Then you've got to like keep all these systems working with all these meds. So I think like, you know. I'm going to see where this goes and maybe I can try and get off some of them. But like, man, it's like a full-time job keeping this particular machine. And I'm pointing to myself, this particular machine running. And this, this particular machine is not in good shape. Like I can't even imagine how much time, like I would have to spend to like have it in good shape and like where that time would come from. Cause that's always the, the thing. And speaking of time, I feel like I've been talking for way too long. So I'm going to shut up. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls have a new record out. Uh, I've been playing stuff from it for the past couple weeks. I just think it's brilliant. I think uh, uh, you should know by now what I think of Johnny Resnick as a songwriter. Um, it just, it, it's just, it's always good. It's it's just always good. And this is the last song on the record, I think, and it's just beautiful. And and every single song, every single record always has like one of those like really kind of quiet songs. I don't know that this is that one, but like this is this is beautiful. It's not you know this isn't sympathy. This isn't. You know, number 184 or whatever that is off of uh, To See Up The Girl. But, like, this is beautiful. And I just, I loved hearing it. And hopefully you will, too. It's Superstar on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, yes, a little Demi Lovato featuring Dead Sarah. You can always check out Dead Sarah liking that song. Totally. Ah, man, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, uh, brand new music from The Dangerous Summer. I dig this song. It took me a little while to get there, but... I'm there. Totally there. It's sideways on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I love that song. Not tired of it yet, that's for sure. Jimmy, you tired of that? It's always a no. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's still fun. <laughs> so I alluded to this in the top 20. Uh, I was. I actually had a question. <laughs> I went to arguably the worst place on earth to ask it. I went to Facebook. And um, uh, a friend of mine that we actually argue all the time on politics, because he's he considers himself a libertarian. He's not, by the way. He isn't. Um, you know, because you can always get a libertarian, because when you deal with libertarians, they're like, they just want smaller government, and they don't want government to take, you know, any uh, part in anything. It's like, if you start reading back, like, and they're all like, you know, income tax is theft and all that other stuff, which... I understand. But if you start reading back a little bit, I think I've talked about this a little on the box. When you go back in our history, like when the income tax first started, before that, all we did was we charged excise taxes and tariffs. Uh, excise is like basically a usage. But we made money from like land sales, right? Like we went in and conquered, I don't know, most of Mexico, just took it and we would sell stuff off. And we could still, you know, like we hear about that every now and then when like they're selling public lands and stuff so that people can like hunt and, you know, oil or I don't know I don't even know but they selling off public land like public lands are important like anybody that's ever been in New York City and has taken a really good look at Central Park like public lands are important like places like Tokyo are really stepping up and building like their natural environment around the city because people are basically dying in cities that's what happens and as much as people not in cities would like that to happen well fuck you you don't get to make that decision so uh, it's super important to like hold on to some public lands like yeah sure if you guys want to count you know you guys want to go to war and take over some Europe? Yeah, sell that off. I don't care. It's fine. Um, but my point is um, something. So the right. So he's not a libertarian. He just thinks he's. He, he just like likes to say it. But as soon as you're like, well, you know, who's going to tell you about like the E. coli and the lettuce? Well, you know, we'll just figure that out. Like that's not how that works. You know. Anyway. Um, so I asked. Basically, like, what is the solution on gun violence? Because every, I think he had posted something about, like, um, after the stabbings in Canada, like, so now we're going to start banning knives. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And some other asshole on there was like, oh, no, no, but they tried to do it in England. Well, first of all, they tried to do it in England. They try and do lots of things everywhere. 
What they did end up doing in, in England was banning like really, really big, dangerous knives. Which, by the way, if you try and order some stuff here in New York, like you can't get everything in New York because New York has banned a lot of that stuff. Mainly because they don't want people walking around New York City with machetes. I understand. I understand the reasons why. I just don't think they're very good reasons. Like I just, I don't think that's going to solve anything. Like it's super easy. You know, to like go buy yourself a machete or, or nunchucks or whatever. Like, but I will say that over the holiday weekend, they had like 11 people in Newark that were trying to bring car- like firearms in their carry-on back. Like, literally, the one thing everybody around us knows you can't do: bring a gun on a plane. Like, that is a big no-no. Like, I could argue, like, yeah, you should be able to bring toothpaste and shampoo on a plane all you want, but a gun, a loaded gun on a plane, 11 of them into Newark International Airport. Like, dude, man, what the. F- Fuck, actually, like, what? what is up, my guy? Like, so I asked. You know, like, and somebody, like, pushed back, like, whoa, you know, knives can kill just as many people. Like, yeah, yeah, so can cars. Like, you can kill people with a hammer if you want. Like, you can't ban everything, right? Which is fine. And I honestly think that the biggest problem in the gun debate is that we can't have a gun debate because the minute you bring it up, people are like, I hate guns, get rid of guns. Or other people are like, no, it's my God-given right to have a gun. It's not your God-given right. It's a constitutional right. And it's barely that, all right? So let's just, it wasn't even in the Constitution. It's amendment. It's number two. So why don't we just all settle down? We can't even have the conversation. And my personal opinion is like, I have a big problem with high magazine capacity uh, stuff. And, and people are like, well, what's the line of high magazine? Well, you know, 30. 30 is a line, maybe even 10. And then it's like, well, there's tactical reload. Like, I don't give a shit. There has to be a line somewhere, right? There's a line between uh, an A on a paper and a B on a paper, right? Like, there's a line. Like, we can figure out a line. Whether we can agree on it, I don't know. Maybe it's a gradient. I don't know either. Uh, I also think that the term assault weapon is ridiculous. I think all weapons, all rifles are assault weapons. I mean, are assault weapons. weapons and stuff like that and i think it's i think it's silly i think it needs to be really you know does do people need to own a bazooka no should they be able to probably not i know there are people in the chat right now like wait what did you say about bazookas because i think you should be able to go somewhere and fire a bazooka like i think we should all be able to do that like who wants to fire an rpg like put your hand up i want to do i want to fire an rpg i'm totally down with that but I think it should be in a safe place, like out in Calverton, and not necessarily in, I don't know, a town of Nassau County. But so I asked, and my whole point of telling you this, like I asked, I, I wasn't even particularly respectful. I just said, like, what do you think the solution is, man? Like, what do you what do you actually think? Like, I understand, like, in rural America, it's not that big of a deal. But, like, in the city, like, their guns are just pouring into New York City. The cops are doing shit for it. And the cops are doing it intentionally because the 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 the... The perspective of the NYPD has changed since beyond. They admittedly, like, they stopped patrolling the subways because that's where people that were like pro Black Lives Matter were were being assaulted, and they were like, "I don't care." And then there's a lot of stuff that's been coming out from the NYPD where people are just like worried about getting home safely to their family. I understand that, but if that's your number one concern, don't be a police officer. Don't be a New York City police officer. Like. Don't just do it for the benefits, man. Do it for the job, right? And I'm not saying all cops are like that, but I'm saying that that's the stuff that's starting to come out. So when you're seeing, like, these super dangerous areas of, like, the Bronx and, and, and like, upper Manhattan, like, that's why. Because police, and they're like, we should have police presence. Yeah, you really should, but you don't. Why? Because they don't want to do it. Because it's dangerous. Understood. But then what are we going to do next? Well, I don't know. So everyone's just trying to ban guns, and the argument is, of course, like, you can ban guns all you want, but criminals are not going to abide by those rules, so they're going to get them illegally from other legal sources. So I was just basically like, dude, what? Like, what is the solution? And basically, he gave me this long-ass answer. It was very informative, very respectful. Didn't actually answer the thing, because his opinion is like, I think we need just, oh, we all need to be more vigilant. And I was like, vigilant doesn't do anything if it's like a drive-by, you happen to be walking in Manhattan, because what that means is like, vigilance is like, just don't go to the Bronx. Like, that's not an answer. Like, that's just creating, like, a, a, a Thunderdome zone. Like, that's, you know, you can't you can't be vigilant if you're just going to Walmart and you're going to get shot. Or vigilant if you're working in a newspaper and somebody got fired and just has mental instability issues. Like, that's not vigilance. Like, that's not cool. And it's always the pushback. Well, like, that's not where most of the murders happen. I'm like, but those are where the murders that I'm talking about. Like, how do we fix those? What about those kids in Uvalde? Like, were they not were they not being vigilant enough because they went to school that day? I mean, like, dude, I had perfect attendance at school. The chances of me being in school for a shooting was super high. I didn't even know it. I'm vigilant as fuck. 
So even though I didn't get the answer I was looking for, or an answer to even kind of push me along a way, like, I did see some common ground, and that's kind of the whole point of me telling you this story. Like, you can ask questions from people you don't agree with politically and see what they have to say, and if you're cool enough about it, like, you might learn something. And you might, at the very least, have a nice discourse. But it was funny because having that conversation, there were, of course, other assholes that chimed in with stupidity. And I just opted to ignore them because I don't really need to acknowledge somebody that can't get above a C or higher on a book report. So my uh, my advice or my takeaway for you on that is that, yeah, there are people out there you can actually have conversations with across the aisle. And maybe if we do more of that, that would be that would be great. Uh, in uh, non-related music news, I found this song that I did not think I was going to like, but I wasn't sure because of who's involved. It's Hyrule the Hero, Motley Crue, and Asking Alexandria, which is weird because I liked Crue 20 years ago, not so much now. Asking Alexandria, I can always take or leave, but I really like that bullet with a name on it song from Hyrule the Hero. So like, I was like, all right, let's give this a shot. Turns out it's pretty goddamn good. It's Who's That Playing on the Radio? Why not? On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Sound means only one thing. It is indeed time for your weekly craving of the week. It's funny. It's been so damn long playing other songs. We haven't even played their, like, latest single in, like, forever. Like, have we, Jimmy? It's always a no! Yeah, I feel like I just play it, like, every show, like, four or five times. But, like, I don't think we've played the actual song in ages. Right, Jim? It's always a no! I think we should probably end that right now. Do you think we should play it right now? It's always a no! All right, you're sending me mixed messages. But that's okay. I love you anyway, buddy. Playing it despite your objections. It's always a no! Well, now you're just getting a little obnoxious. My show, my craving of the week, and it's definitely... It's always a no!
we're at the end of another Hard Rock Lunchbox. For those of you not in the chat uh, that are listening live, just want to report some sad news. Queen Elizabeth II has died at the age of 96. She's England's, Great Britain's longest-running monarch, and Prince Charles has now ascended finally to the throne. So I guess uh, keep tight on news for that. Uh, she was a she was a very important and very very popular figure for decades. Uh, I don't necessarily know what her absence on the throne is going to mean for world politics because uh, she was relatively powerless, but still powerful in the same internationally. And I don't know that there are leaders of that ilk left in the world. Maybe. Honestly, I can't think of one. So rest easy, your highness. And the rest of you, I will see you next week right here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I picked a doozy for you just to get you out the door with a little smile on your face. Hope your day gets a little better. Hope your weekend stays the same. Maybe it's a little cooler in some places that don't have air conditioning, just sort of saying, like, maybe. But have yourself a great weekend regardless. We'll see you next week in the box.